Story number one. Pretty Little Death Walters, The Problem with Poisons, written by Gifted Earth. The human race had been quite shocked when upon meeting another solar system for the first time, they had been greeted by a large group of advanced alien ships. After a moment of panic, the aliens had contacted them. They were a stellar league, a group of sapient, space-faring races who cooperated to bring prosperity to all of their peoples. They had been watching humanity, and now they wanted them to join. The humans' response was pretty much universally, Frick yeah! Aliens! There were those who mistrusted the Stellar League, of course, and a few who thought that they were demons of some kind. But overall, Ambassador Van Vale's famous assessment of the species had been correct. They didn't want to fight because that was getting kind of old. They wanted to be friends. No one on any side expected a welcoming of humanity into the galactic community to go so perfectly smoothly. That sort of thing just never did. Nobody expected the first major incident to relate to human cuisine, of all things. Zinzar Marin Cavalti was the oldest doctor at any human diplomat team had ever been treated by. This was because she was, in their eyes, basically a giant squirrel. Rodent-like with large teeth and a thick tail, the impressive climbing skills. She stood only up to the chest, though her magnificent tail stretched above their heads. To their credit, they were all very good patients. That's a whole load of needles, said the chosen human ambassador, Miki Yamada. I suppose this is a round of vaccines. Something like that, yes, Cavalti replied. Your generalized inoculations to the form of diseases found natively on each world. They won't stop the worst diseases, but that's an issue for individual species to deal with. Believe me. We are all very glad that you got rid of the smallpox thing. Yeah, so are we, said the human biologist, Jim Walker. I got asked, though, what's the really big needle for? Kovalti chanted. The humans translated and informed them that this was the closest to a wince. Um, so that's one of the generalist inoculations. That one is a special inoculation against the natural toxins produced by the doozy. That's the plant people, right? Yes, Dr. Walker, they are the only plant-based species in the leak. They survive long enough to get through the wall and because of the unbelievably poisonous. Most things will die shortly after touching him. They used to have a hazmat suits as part of the diplomatic uniforms. This inoculation will prevent you from being affected by them. Though, I wouldn't touch them for too long even with this. One member of the human team looked up from the league's supplied data screen, Curiosity was brimming in his eyes. Cavalti recognized him as the team's lead chemist, Dr. Steve Brewer, from the small continent of Australia. Excuse me, Doc, he said, but uh, what does the poison actually do? Sorry if that's weird, I'm just sort of curious. Cavalti rummaged around in a drawer for an alcohol swipes that she used to sterilize each human before their injections. It scrambles your nerve functions, basically. Um, every species has a similar nerve system that runs on chemical impulses and electrical simulation. She fished out the wipes and started prepping Yamada as she talked. The doozy toxin overloads that system, making it a nervous impulses go all the wrong places. Then you have a seizure, then your automatic nervous system goes overloaded by it too. And then you die because your reflexes are trying to control your circulation. Yamada winced, partly because of the description and partly because she just had a needle stuck in her arm. 
Yikes, Bruce said, that sounds like a hell of a way to die. It had been several Earth weeks since the human scientists had started working on the closest lab station to them. Work had been slightly delayed the first week because the station had been built with a strict tick. The doozy and the Lorimies. The humans had been captivated by the design. They got used to it and the knowledge sharing had begun. The Strazia Teledonai Marukai, the head doozy scientist at the station, had not been surprised by this. In fact, she had to stop her team placing bets on how long it will take the humans to actually get to work. It was a pretty magnificent station, in fairness. She looked out from the cafeteria window at the second arm of the station. It shone in stellar light. She bloomed with a bit of pride. Hey, um, mate, Murakai. Murakai looked away from the ship to see who was talking. Oh, it was the human chemist, Dr. Brewer. She liked him, a bit unconventional, but he was knowledgeable and a very eager to learn more. Is there a problem, Dr. Brewer? Ah, uh, no, I just want to make a request for some samples, but uh, if you feel, you know, this request is a bit weird, so I wanted to run it by you real fast. Would it be weird at all if I asked for a sample of your toxins? Not yours specifically, mind you, but uh, I know what you mean, relax. Her leaves fluttered in a way that could only be likened to laughter. It's not weird, actually, every species has asked for samples of it at some point. Brewer visibly relaxed in a way that was universal. Oh, phew, it's not just we who's curious about it. I'll approve your request if you send it out to the proper channels. It's just be very, very careful with the samples. I would hate to imagine what would happen to an even inoculated individual if they spilt it on themselves. No worries, and thank you. He glanced at her nutrient packet. You know, I've been wanting to try a bit of that stuff for a while now, while I'm here. You think the cooks will give me some of the fast? Steve, what are you doing? It's way past your shift. Brewer didn't look up from his analysis screen. Rosa Fernanda Romero, the team's chief physicist, walked up to him and tapped him on the shoulder. Whoa, Rosa, I heard you for the first time. Just a bit busy. Romero looked around the screens herself, and she was no chemist, but she could understand what she was looking at all the same. This kind of chemical that bonds to the nervous scepters in such a way that... Ah, doozy toxins. Yeah... I'm running the simulations on them. Kovati was right about what it does. Nasty stuff. But I wanted to look at it myself. Understandable, really. It was as dangerous as everyone was claiming it. They probably needed to know how it worked. Just in case. Remember, read the screens a little more closely and she sculled. Something about it didn't add up. She nudged Brewer and pointed at one of the readouts. The simulation here is indicating a greatly reduced effect compared to what Cavalti told us. Brewer grinned. There was no data on what it did when it was diluted. That's what you get with a hundred milliliters per part of toxin, three parts water, and no inoculation. It'll still kill you, but it'll be slower. So you're trying to figure out the LD-50? Brewer's grin widened further. Something like that. A small group of scientists were gathered around a table playing a game of La Cheka. It was a card-based game that had organized by the Zvodi. It was an interstellar variant which meant that you could only have one hand at a time instead of three, since most species didn't have six arms. This variant was slower but still a lot of fun. 
Walker had really taken a shine to the game. He was awful at it, but uh, learning quickly. How many points was a grand high priest worth again? He asked. Kai ruffled her petals in disbelief. You actually have one? Maybe, maybe not. I'm just curious. There's no way he has one, grumbled the Glarami Nabrostol, the biologist from the Vakai Mountains clans. There are three in play already, and another isn't due to appear until the next moonrise phase. Just play your card, Walker. Before Walker could put the card into the table, however, the door to the break room burst open and Brewer was standing before them, clutching a canonical flask containing some strange pink liquid in the hand and an audio recorder in the other. He had a manic look at his face. All right, test one of this concentration, he said. I've gone through the break room, so that this wrecks me up real bad. I'll get help quick. Should be fine, though. Parameters are 200 mole mix, 5 parts water, 4 parts grapefruit juice, 1 per toxin, 3, 2, 1, go. He downed the conical flask. Murakai wilted in horror. Toxin? Oh, no, you don't mean... For a moment, Brewer stood there, smacking his lips to get the taste of the concoction. Then he swayed on the spot, blinking stars from his eyes, and he slumped against the wall, breathing heavily, but still grinning. The other scientist rushed to his side, game forgotten, and walked and burst out of the room, using his predatory nature to his advantage as he swiftly hunted down a medic. Frag me, Brewer said. That's my official scientific assessment. This stuff is strong. I think the colors might have inverted. Or maybe they were always like this, and I've just seemed too high to right now. Kind of feel like I'm being electrocuted a bit. In a good way. But not a kinky way, tasted like fire going down, like some kind of, I don't know, hallucinogenic grapefruit whiskey. Not half bad. Malfia, third voice of the relief flock, squawked in disbelief. You're making notes on the thing that you're just going to kill you. Chill, mate, it's fine. I ran 50 simulations. This ain't enough to fry my brainstem. Plus, it's the juice that helps. Brewer waved the flask back and forth. The grapefruit juice, it fricks up the medication real bad. I figured that it would probably offset the toxins, and I was right. Oh, crap, I'm smelling my emotions now. That's pretty fricked up. Smelling emotions? Bestel sounded interested. Fascinating. I suppose that's an electrical scrambling doing that. Oh, boy, I think I'm going to be sick. Brewer didn't indeed throw up which left him a little more subdued as he had taken a medical wing. The anti-venom was given he started to sleep it off, and now there was something of a diplomatic incident going on. He drank twenty moles of doozy toxin, Morpha shouted. Inoculation only does so much, the toxins can kill with a touch. I almost feel like we should be putting him on a suicide watch for that kind of recklessness. I'm certainly wasn't the smartest idea, Yamada said sternly. However, I would like to point out his notes clearly indicate that he ran many simulated tests and took many precautions to make his concoction as safe as possible. I feel that I must take some of the blame, Murakai said with all the official dignity that she could muster. I'm the one who signed off on the request for the samples. Do not blame yourself, esteemed colleague, Bestel said in a grave voice. You could have not known of his foolishness. 
There was a knock on the conference room door, and a moment later, Zen, Zar, Murren, Kawati walked in, carrying the data screen and looking quite perturbed by the giant squirrel. I apologize for this intrusion, she said, but I think I should give you a medical report on Dr. Brewer. You might aside. How bad is it? He's fine. In confusion, could have said a sound, it would sound of silence. The sound filled the room, and everyone present devoted all of their usual brain power to working out how someone could be fine after drinking something like that. Yes, really, Cavalti held up a data screen so that those present could read it. As you can see, between his inoculation, the natural resilience of humans, and the mitigating effects of grapefruit juice, no lasting harm of any kind will be done. He vomited because he was unprepared for the sensations. A lower dose would have been completely fine. The sound of confusion grew even louder. Then Yamada burst out laughing. Everyone turned their heads to stare at her, and she quickly composed herself, taking deep breaths. Sorry, sorry, she said, but uh, I think I know what he was going for here. Quick question, how would you all react to the idea of somebody drinking diluted ethanol? Oh, good mother of gods above! said Kozluk of the fifth, the head of the Zyphardus research team, as he realized where this line of conversation was going. Your people don't really do that, do they? Bestel asked in disbelief. Many of our populated beverages contain ethanol. Kalvati squeaked to get everyone's attention. Yes, but it's not just that. So many substances on earth are toxic that humans have naturally high resistance to it already. And then, based on my research, they tend to increase their resistance further by purposely consuming more of it as a recreational activity. Yamada nodded. Drink pure ethanol and you'll be sick. Dilute it, flavor it, and drink it in moderation and you've got a good night out on your past standards. I have to assume that Dr. Brewer believed the doozy toxin was similar. Kolzak dropped her head in all six hands. And, um, he wasn't wrong. Cavalti pointed at some of the data on the screen. He probably should have taken a smaller dose to start with, but according to his simulations, he'd be able to flush it out of his body fairly quickly, giving him a temporary high. So, from his perspective, that wasn't a reckless act. It was a scientific experiment that followed safety procedures and generated useful data. Suddenly, and unexpectedly, Murakai bloomed. She sat up straight and her colors were vibrant and gorgeous. Hang on! Humans enjoy consuming toxins. Yamada winced. It sounds weird when you put it like that. You don't understand. We can artificially produce more, but there's never been a point because it's too dangerous to be useful. What you're saying is that Dr. Brewer found a use for it. Yamada sat up straight. Are you proposing that we buy it from you and sell it as a recreational substance? Hold on, hold on, Morpha puffed themselves up to get attention. You can't be serious. Simulations aside, one test is not enough to conclude this is safe. Yes, indeed, Yamada said thoughtfully, which means we'll need to do further tests. Probably some studies on people who know nothing about doozy toxins, which will require a lot of artificial samples, of course. And the head of this team, I must take responsibility for the testing, I can authorize further testing without experiencing it myself. Colvati realized that the humans were going to be quite dramatically increase her workload. Although, if the doozy were about to make a lot of money from the trade deal, and they owned the station, and she maybe could argue for a raise. End of 
story.